Okay, well, welcome back to uh, CC Talks, and uh, we've uh, got a, a, an interesting uh, program today because it's actually probably podcast five and a half because we've uh, we've had some good news. James, what what sort of news have we had? Oh, first of all, first of all, I nearly forgot. We've got to do a roll call. So, Miss Burns, are you present and correct? Yes, sir. Very good. And Mr. Powell. Yes, sir. Right now, the good news also, James is back on the Guinness. Yeah. Because last week he was on a pint of water, if you remember me uh, saying. He didn't suit I me. felt very lonely. But the reason was he was doing a uh, sportive. And a, uh, how do we get on? I got a gold certificate. Good lad. Yeah. Good I think lad. everybody gets one. I saw the but, photographs. It looked, yeah. uh, looked pretty intense. Yeah. How, many, how many? Get the loser's medal. Yeah. You know, yeah, everyone well, gets so, the medal. Some people got bronze certificates. Oh, yeah, so, okay. so, yeah. But no. So who? And he said he felt good. So, uh, so I know. And when you got the next one? Seventh uh, of April. Seventh of April. And uh, also, guys, I've uh, signed up for a half marathon. So uh, yes. uh, yeah, so well, I'm doing a half I feel marathon. Like I'm letting the team down. No, no, don't worry. I have ordered uh, a bike, so that's, oh, yeah. I'm half there with yeah. a basket on the front. With a basket on the front, yes. Perfect. Yeah, it's all good stuff. So, uh, so, so yeah, so, so the good news. So, yeah, what is the good news? Go on, tell us. We've got uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, taking yes, us we on. have. Yeah, Apple Podcasts have, uh, have got us on. So we've uh, so after five podcasts, they finally relented and. Let us on. Yeah. Good job, oh. Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well done, Chelsea. So, but what does that mean? Well, no. that's the bad news. Yeah. We've got to we've got to get organised. We've got to we, get we better do things properly. <laughs> we better, yeah, exactly. Or should, we could just call it quits. <laughs> no, just say yeah, this is it. We're, we're, yeah, we're, you know, just do one a year or something. <laughs> no, no, we're going for it. We're going for it. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Brilliant. So, so, just, so what's this episode about then? This one, we're, we're preparation. It's oh, okay. It's what we're going to be doing over the next, you know. Few podcasts, five yeah. podcasts or something. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have a an open discussion on what we should do and okay. what we need to cover. And uh, there are a few topical things right. that we've seen going five on. Five big topics for the next five podcasts. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. And happy International Women's Day, everybody. Happy well said. Yes. As the as the female of the group, I well, shall I say mean, it. That's great. <laughs> it's great. But is it really a happy? It's not like a happy birthday or anything, is it? I mean, you know, no. it's recognition. Is it? Well, is it? I've got two daughters, and I said, "Well done to you know, yeah. Happy Women's Day," and um, and you know, I mean, again, is it? You know, it's not one of these Americanisms where everybody gives cards, and it's another way to create commercial revenue. Uh, it is recognition for yeah. women around the world. I yes. think. No, I think it's. I think it's awareness. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have one day to no. recognise what women do or don't do. That's true. Yeah, of you, course you, you, not. The reason they're doing it is the fact that that they feel that in different sports, in different professions, in different activities, that they're not being recognised, and you know, so they need to create some some form of awareness. For yeah, them. yeah. You know, the best thing that can happen about Happy um, or International Women's Day is that we get rid of it on the basis that it's not required anymore. We don't need yeah, anymore. very well said. Well said. Good. I, I, yeah, I wrote that down. Do you? It's not from the big show. No. no, no, but it's no, but yeah, you're right. It is. And yeah. you know, then somebody just flashed up on your phone. Yeah, Steve, it is. Yeah, about yeah, about US. the the US ladies international team. It is. He says Wall Street Journal. Um, we're uh, we're just doing it. Thank you. He's <laughs> done it again. I've lost it now. Here we go. Wall Street Journal. No, it's gone. But anyway, yeah, the US Federation, uh, the uh, US players, are suing the Federation for recognition. That they feel they do the same job as the uh, the professional male footballers, so they're uh, going to court. So we'll see what the outcome is. Yeah. And likely, I mean, we were just talking uh, off air, um, but we're talking about uh, you know if they win, it sets a precedent, and um, but that might just be at the international level. But that presumably will will that just be state only, or I mean, 
surely it must go global if uh, I suppose it's each federation has to recognise it. I, so. I think I think it'd be the yeah it'd be, it'd be just obviously um, restricted at this stage to the US federation, hmm. um, and and I can see you know the arguments that they might have at, at an international level because you know there's a there's a, a great deal of equivalence between the women's international game in the US and the, the men's yeah. international game in the US. Yeah, I suppose where it becomes. Um, more challenging in terms of how it's dealt with is when you get down to club level, mm. you know, so, mm. you know, our Arsenal ladies, you know, equivalent or deemed to be equivalent to, to Arsenal men's, um, you know, you know, so that's where it really starts to, to get mm. interesting and what you take into account in terms of determining how equal it is. It's a bit easier, isn't it? I think at international level to, to be able to, mm. to do that. So it'd be, it, it will be, it'd be really interesting to see what the outcome is. I don't think they're going to get an outcome, are they, before the World Cup, Women's World Cup, because no, that's only no. about three months away. No. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how the US Federation reacts. Yeah, well, we'll watch it and uh, report back. Okay, so five topics for the next five podcasts. Okay. Well, there's a lot going on because we're coming towards the end of the season. Yeah, so maybe definitely. five for five is maybe just, yeah, let's leave some space for, for changes. But maybe for the next two podcasts... What are the two key topics that we like to discuss? Mm, stadiums. Okay, that's interesting. Stadium, yeah. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of lot of news going on. I mean, uh, Chelsea, you've been. You tell us about Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, we were talking today, actually, weren't we, in the office about um, Barcelona Stadium, New Camp, um, and they're looking to essentially kind of make it more of an American experience. So they want people to go in and to spend the day there. They want people to eat there. They say at the moment, people go, they watch the game, and then they leave and they file out to all the little Spanish tapas restaurants mm. on the street, and they want that all to take place within the stadium. So I think their kind of plans in the next couple of years is to make it more of an experience as opposed to just going there to watch the game. Right. And because you've got, I mean, that's the match day. And that's, you know, as you said, it's a sort of an American type thing. You know, when you go to the NFL, you have, you know, sort of the, you know, everybody goes in the car park and then the barbecues and then there's lots of restaurant opportunities, you know, in and around the stadium. Of course, there's non-match days as well. So you've got to try and make use of this, this facility on, you know, on non-match days or for things other than yeah, just football. football. Yeah, which is, uh, which is great. And that, of course, that's where Tottenham Hotspur... Obviously, when their stadium opens, which I believe is going to be shortly, they're, they're making some announcements, and uh, there's something coming out later today, or maybe it's already out today, about uh, starting with the matches because they've got to go through so many things for for their uh, uh, safety certificates. So that I mean, but the technology incorporated there, it's going to be, it is awesome. Um, I know it's delayed, but you know, so we'll talk about how that rolls out because certainly for next week's podcast, they may have mm. either announced the, the first game, but it's the technology, and of course, you know, you're looking at all the technology advancements, and of course VR, and so yeah. VR is going to make, make play a major role for new new stadiums that are being built around the world. Uh, you know the, the 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 plans. I mean, Chelsea have you know, plans already agreed for, for or planning permission agreed. So there's there's potential for you know lots of new stadiums. So, so do you think this is now? Yeah, this this is really the key topic, isn't it? Or, or part of this this particular discussion? You know, have we reached a point now where stadiums are going to change? Dramatically, you know, is this a turning point that mm. stadiums are now going to take a completely different format to how they have done for the last twenty years? You know, if you, if you think about this country, you know, the Middlesbrough, the Riverside Stadium was the first mm. of that yeah, sort of modular type, of modular type, type yeah. stadium that had modern facilities. Yeah. There were no stanchions; you could get a clear view of the pitch. 
Um, and you know, Wembley is obviously the, the, the a brilliant example of that. And there's there's others. You know the um, you know the 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 Stadio de Luz in um, in uh, in Lisbon mm. for, for, yeah, for yeah. Benfica, yeah. which was again the prototype for the Emirates Stadium uh, that Ars- Arsenal built. Are we now moving on again? Is this another step change? That, I suppose that's what we're going to look at. And you know, VR, how does VR integrate to that? Mm-hmm. How does you know? Having NFL games mm. at you know Spurs's new stadium fit into that, you know, what can you, you know, how do you get people there, uh, you know, for non-sports events? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's maximising, it's maximising the, it's maximising the investment, and getting a return on the investment, but it's also engaging, and that's where virtual reality will do, will engage with the wider global audience because it, and, only... and, and just on that, the mm. big question. In relation to VR, because there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of questions about uh, about VR. But the really big question is, will it make Newport County's ground and pitch look any better? <laughs> but hey, I, and I must apologise because on a previous podcast I was saying about it is actually a deso pitch. It's yes, it is. Yeah. I was it's saying the problem is that they've got mud, but yeah, they've, they've got, got so many they've got the rugby league, they've got yeah. the union, rugby yep. union on as well. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I don't know whether it played any better, but it is actually you know it's meant to be fairly fairly flat, and and I, I didn't know that. I imagined it was a, a grass sort of pitch, and uh, uh, but hey, I, I think what it'll do, virtual reality, abs- virtual reality can be tied in with any sports event, any mm. ground. You know, anywhere, so yeah. I mean, from that point of view, and from a commercial good. analytics point of view, and commercial revenues point of view, yeah. which we, you know, we we, we really do want to cover. Yeah, we um, You know, the fact that you can, you know, if you're a Man United fan living in Hong Kong, absolutely. For, you know, for you to almost try and be there, uh, if you, you know, through virtual reality, is going to be. Oh, you can be sat, sat on the bench next to Solchar, yeah. you know, as he's making the decisions. You you can be sat there. I mean, it is going to dramatically change. I mean, yeah, which I. From a experience and supporter engagement, now the thing is, how do you? Yes, you can monetize it by charging people to use that facility, but also, will it allow them? Will it give them a better propensity to spend because of the experience they're having with yep. virtual reality? That, yeah, that's a really so, good point. You know, is there a tie in there that yep. they're actually going to get more club merchandise sales from it? Are they going to get other benefits from it? Because that's ultimately what it's about. It's mm. engaging the supporters. So they, you know, passionately want to be there, but through that enjoyment of it, are they going to spend more money? Um, and, and you mentioned Solskjaer. Yeah. And you mentioned him, and you said it in a way that suggested that, you, in your mind, you think he's going to be there, you know, for next season, maybe you know, beyond that. I hope that. so. I really hope so. And so, there was a great photograph if you saw it uh, after the uh, celebration at. Uh, I didn't um, see it. At PSG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to only because. It's rival team. Because uh, it's City. Yeah. I'm not interested in what Man United are doing. But well, I know, but was, wasn't it good that uh, Alex Ferguson was there, looking pretty healthy, looking yep. good, and then and also Cantona, and they were there with the sort of fists up, giving the, you know, giving the fist bumps. It sounds well, great. It, no, but it was, it was, it was, yeah. One, it was you know, recognition of what Solskjaer is doing, and of course Ferguson's you know, brought him in and has been mentoring him, and, and they're very, very close. Um, I think he should. I think he should get a chance um, when they make that decision. Uh, you know, is, is up to obviously the board, um, but um, uh, I, 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 with the Champions League victory and the way they came back, uh, I think he's because he, he, you know, that was where the sort of the question mark was: can he, you know, can he cope at the the big events, yeah. and um, hey, he's, he's delivered, and that's because he's got the boys playing for him. You know, they they uh, they literally performed, and uh, of course Rashford, you know, got the penalty under, under huge pressure. Um, so um, I, I think he will. But we've got other, you know, we've got other movements in the managerial roles. We know Pochettino may be going to Real Madrid. You know, that's the the, the, the chatter. 
Mourinho could be going to Real Madrid, um, and then we've got Brendan Rodgers just gone into to Leicester. That yeah, that'd be good. That'd be interesting. But, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. Chris Sutton has obviously been... Chris Sutton. Yeah, I mean, he used to play for Celtic, of course, but you know, he's been saying quite vociferously on, on the radio that he thinks Celtic's a bigger club than Leicester. Yeah, And so, yeah. Why, so why has he moved? Um, so, yeah, maybe we can yeah, somehow assess whether you know, Celtic is bigger than Leicester mm, mm. And, um, and also try and understand whether we think Brendan, you know, Brendan Rodgers is going to be a success or not. Mm. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting move. And, uh, and then, yeah, and, then, and I suppose, and I suppose you know, Rafa, we've heard just recently that, uh, allegedly, that you know, New, uh, Mike Ashley has pulled Newcastle off the, uh, off the market um, through, uh, you know, through, I think Peter Kenyon was trying to raise the funds uh, and, and hasn't been able to do that. And so, so if he's pulled it off the market, what happens to Rafa? You know, what happens to Rafa? If he's not going to get any money in from, from, from Mr Ashley, then he's got to get it through. You know, I mean, again, you can sweep, sell some of the players, pick a few of the players, raise 30, 40 million possibly. Um, but he must be thinking you know, of other, other opportunities. And that would be a good segue as well into, you know, maybe we could talk about M&A and you know, what, what is a Premier League club yeah really worth yeah and how can you increase the value of a Premier League club and and you know and what do you what do you look for in a in a prospective purchaser is it just the cash or is it a real plan mm. that you know that takes a club forward and you know how do you take Newcastle forward mm. Mm. You know, no. what, what's the ambition for, for Newcastle how much is it going to cost to do that um, and is it worth it? Are yeah. there are there other clubs that you'd be better off spending the money on? Going to there, return. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll maybe try and do something around M and A. Yeah, well. no, that'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. Okay, well, it's been a, a bit of an unconventional podcast uh, this week, but we've uh, you know, we've nailed a few of the uh, topics we're going to be discussing over the next few weeks in the future. So we'll. Uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. We'll come back and do we'll do the big short quote next week. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Set himself up for that one. I know. Yeah, very so, good. Okay. Very good. And we'll also do the Mourinho minute, which will probably be seven minutes. Will be seven minutes. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's bound to be up to something this week. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's had a quiet week. Actually, well, yeah, he's done some more things, but uh, no, good old Mourinho. He'll be, he'll be back. So that's it, guys. So again, usual thing. Have a great. Uh, a great weekend. Good luck with all the uh, the football going on, and we'll uh, yeah we'll look forward to seeing you next week on one of our one of our first main topics.